At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, we're off and running on a Tuesday evening. Game one of the NBA Finals nearing the half. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. 2.47 to go in the second quarter. Suns leading the Bucks right now by a score of 50 to 47 and both you and I Scott uh, pretty invested in the final two and change here you could say that in this uh, in this first half I ended up grabbing Phoenix first half and then when the news came out that Giannis was ruled out I went in again I was able to grab it at South Point a juice two and a half Giannis by the way has looked great and yeah. I, I can tell you one thing this I think this is going to be a fascinating series now because, you know, think about the players that we've seen come back from injury so far this postseason. Starting with Anthony Davis, should have never come back, and he played, you know, four minutes. James Harden didn't look himself. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Conley didn't look himself. Giannis looks himself. He looks the part. He's had uh, explosiveness, and, man, this is uh, this is a stunner. Uh, it's not like he's lighting up the stat sheet right now. He only has eight points, but he does have seven rebounds. He's got three assists, and uh, if you're a Bucks fan or a Bucks backer, you have to be pretty happy with the sight of, of the performance so far from Giannis. Yeah, I was on the Suns regardless of Giannis' situation, and it's because I looked at the history. We talked about it briefly yep. last night of the Bucks in Game 1s, and they're 2-6 and six in their last eight Game 1s going back three seasons, but just this season and last season, Tim, they're 0-5 straight up and against the spread in their last five game ones over this season and last season. And tonight they're looking to snap out of that, but I just didn't like this situation, even if Giannis played, which he did, because I felt that he would be impacted. 
he does not look like he has been impacted no. right now by this injury. I think the Suns would be wise to be a little more physical with him, test that knee a little bit, body him up a little bit more whenever he does try to get to the basket. But so far, so good for Giannis. The Suns holding on to a slim lead, and we'll see if they can pull this one out. The number did drop prior to tip when the announcement came that Giannis was playing. And down right here at Circa, it was down to 4.5. I grabbed it as soon as I saw 4.5 because that's a really good number because it was 6.5 before the news of Giannis finally playing. Uh, the Suns were... But but despite the... Did you think it was interesting? The first half line didn't move much. The first half line stayed at three. The Pretty game much. line moved down to four and a half, but the first half line stayed at three. If you did some shopping, and, and fortunately when I uh, stopped by the South Point on the way into work, they did drip, uh, drop it quickly to two and a half. I don't know if it went back to three... Uh, but yeah, it was a pretty much consensus three. I looked at some other spots in town sitting at three. I think it was two and a half juiced minus 115 here for moments uh, for a little bit. And it looks like the number was spot on because here we sit 54 to 49. Uh, the Suns with a, a slight lead right now. And if, if you're like Scott and I, you're sweating out these final 80 <laughs> seconds or so and we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, I am a little surprised because, you know, I... I felt like the Suns rested, would come out, you know, prepared. And my question was, you know, how how much was this Bucks team going to be forcing it maybe a little bit with Giannis? Scott? That's a good point. And, I, I, and you saw the way that they played without him. And I felt like Mike Budenholzer had a game plan mm-hmm. with him not in the rotation. And putting a guy in at a game-time decision, now you're asking your team to make all sorts of adjustments to a game plan that you probably had prepared for several days coming into this this game. And I just felt it would have been smarter for the Bucks to hold Giannis out this game and make sure he comes back as close to 100% as possible for game two. Yeah, but I, I will say, you know, he is, uh, right now, Giannis is looking like he hasn't missed a minute, and that's a big three uh, for ice right there. So 57 to 49 yeah. with uh, just under a minute to go in the second quarter. And the Suns did cover the first quarter line. Yes. So you said you expected them to come out strong. They did well-rested, come out strong, <laughs> and cover that first quarter line as well. Giannis just showed some incredible athleticism a moment ago with a uh, with a length of the floor block. So, uh, yes, Torrey Craig Tippin and our good buddy uh, Will Hill not a big fan of that tipping at the buzzer in the first quarter because he had under 54 and a half. It tips it in, makes it 30 to 26. We got a lot to talk about. NBA Finals underway. Here we go. seconds of the first half in Phoenix, a eight-point lead for the Phoenix Suns. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray, and uh, both Scott and I grabbed or laid the points, I should say, with the Phoenix Suns in the first half. I actually uh, laid three, and then for the moment, saw a two-and-a-half, grabbed that as well. So I went in on this a couple times and uh, a couple late threes, and it does look like that should come home. But uh, I tell you what, man, this is this is going to be a fun series to watch. Uh, I'm on the su- uh, Suns in the series, um, but you know, with Giannis back, I my my anticipation was no game tonight. You know, we we spoke uh, last night with uh, uh, 
with a beat reporter in Milwaukee, and, and he felt there was a 0% chance of him playing. Mm-hmm. Well, he's playing, and he's playing uh, pretty well. Uh, not, I wouldn't say spectacular, but he's playing well, yeah. and uh, this has to be encouraging uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks as he's got 10 points and 9 rebounds, does Giannis at this but point. But you wonder, they still are trailing, though, 57-49. So Giannis playing and being as close to healthy as possible, they're still trailing. And you wonder, does him being in there impact their offense? They had a much... I don't want to say it was a better flow, but they had a nice flow without him. They shared the ball. Middleton, Holiday, these guys had big impacts on their games without Giannis on the floor. And it seems like with Giannis now being on the court playing, he's such a high-usage guy. I just wonder if he's disrupting the flow a little bit right now. Look, no one's going to say they're a better team without Giannis, okay? Let's just throw that out the window. That's not what I'm saying. But... This team was built right, to have a game plan to play without him, and that game plan got thrown for a loop when they found out just minutes before the game that he was going to be a go. So we are at the half. 57-49 to 49 is the halftime score, and we'll take a look at the props here in just a moment. So this game got out to the pace that I anticipated. My first play, Scott, on, on game one, and we talked about it last night, was, uh, was the over on 217. Uh, that eventually closed... Uh, market-wide consensus, 219.5. Uh, actually, won 220.5 out there. Um, but, you know, what was interesting was when the Giannis news came out, that did not affect the total. I actually thought that was the right move because mm-hmm. Giannis makes the Bucks a tremendously better defensive team. And we talked about it a bit yesterday. You know, JVT pointed it out when Giannis went out and was unable to play in Game 5 and Game 6, and that market crashed because you had Trey Young and Giannis out. I thought that was the wrong play because you look at this Bucks team and they play a little bit more free, a little bit more run and go, and that's what I was anticipating tonight. We saw that a little bit in the first quarter as the first quarter total went out over at 56, but things slowed down a little bit. So a total in the first half of 106, so it goes under for the first half, and now... I'll be honest, you know, my 217 play isn't uh, isn't certainly looking like a slam dunk right now, but the Suns do get it done. They get the uh, first half cover, covering most spots three. Here it was a two and a half juice, minus 115. So a good start for us personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just looking at the box score right now, Giannis, 10 points, 9 rebounds. Chris Middleton, 12 points. He's got four rebounds. Brooke Lopez with 11 points. And then you look at, uh, what the Suns are doing so far. Uh, Chris Paul, 11 points. Devin Booker, 16 points. 0 for 3, though, from 3 for Devin Booker. And DeAndre Ayton, I know you played DeAndre Ayton and talked yep. about it uh, earlier today, um, you know, filling in for Danny. But 10 points, 8 rebounds so far. Solid start for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I feel good about it. 15.5 was his total here. And if you look at DeAndre Ayton, in the five games that he has played, against the Milwaukee Bucks and against Brooke Lopez, who was Ding him up in all those five games. He has averaged 10.6 rebounds per game, 18.6 points per game. He has not scored less than 17 points in any of those five games against the Milwaukee Bucks and against Brooke Lopez. He had 20 points twice. He had 19 points. He had 17 points a couple of times. And tonight, the total was only 15.5, which is very low. And he had 10 points, Tim, early in Mm -hmm. the second quarter. Now, he didn't score for the rest of the half, so he's sitting at 10 here by the half. But I just need six points in the second half to hit that over 15.5. I'm very happy and pretty confident that that's going to come through. And right now, 
uh, just looking over the shoulder here at Circa. So 57-46. Remember, you know, this game uh, closed most spots at five, Scott. Uh, four and a half was the number here at Circa. Second half line, you've got Bucks minus one, a total of 111 and a half right now. So trending towards slightly to the over of where I was at 217. <laughs> so it's I'm not feeling all that comfortable. We'll see how the second half unfolds here. But uh, Bucks laying one. So from what you've seen so far, Phoenix with that eight-point lead, a nice uh, run to close out the half. Would you lay the point with the Bucks here in the second half so you'd be getting Bucks full game at plus six? Or do you think the Suns, from what you've seen right now, Scott, is this an opportunity to try to pull away from the Milwaukee Bucks? I think the Suns pull away. I like this number. I like this game at six and a half before the Giannis news. And I felt that regardless of his status, the Suns were going to cover this number. So if that number is going to allow you to get the Suns at six and a half or even seven for the game, I think they cover this number. This could wind up being a double-digit win for the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion. And I know Giannis has looked good in this first half, but let's see how he comes out in the second half. Maybe that injury is going to start to linger. He uh, received treatment before the game. Is he going to receive the same treatment at halftime? I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see how he comes out in the third quarter. Could he sit a couple of more minutes in this second half, especially if the game starts to pull away from them? See, that's the important thing, Tim. You're dealing with a banged-up Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, he's playing, and yes, he looks good, but he's still dealing with a severe knee injury that forced him to miss time and be a true game-time decision tonight. So if the Suns pull away and this becomes a 15-point game at some point in this second half, Giannis might just sit the remainder of this game and make sure that he is ready to be 100% in Game 2. They almost might concede at some point in the fourth quarter. Not talking about the team. Right. I'm just saying concede with Giannis and just see if the rest of the team can pull it out. Yeah, you wonder, as he goes into the locker room, how does that knee feel? Played 16 minutes in the first half. And, you know, late in the half, if, if folks are watching this game and listening to us simultaneously or whatever they may be doing, um, he had a remarkable block, an incredibly athletic play, racing down the floor, pinning a shot off the backboard. So, you know, once again, from what we've seen to this point, Scott, he looks perfect. There, there is no hindrance, uh, no... Uh, it doesn't look like James Harden. He doesn't look like mm -hmm, Anthony mm -hmm, Davis. Mm -hmm. He looks totally fine, but he still was out a week with that hyperextended knee, yep. and played 16 minutes in that first half, if you're Mike Budenholzer, you do have to play this cautiously because, right, you, this is a seven-game series, and if if this thing does start to slip away a little bit, yeah, is there an opportunity just to say, okay, Giannis, you gave a hell of an effort. Let's get you ready. Ult ultimately, their goal is to steal one game in Phoenix. Yes. Doesn't matter if it's game one or game two, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. they, want, they, would, they want to win it tonight. But if it is starting to slip away, so that would be my hesitation. I, I'm going to steer, steer clear. Uh, I'm just hoping for the 217 to come home here uh, yeah, on the I, over. I got the Suns minus four and a half. I got it here at Circo when the uh, Giannis news came out. And it was about five minutes before tip-off. I wanted to wait to see how much money came in on the Bucks with the Giannis announcement. And so I was able to get it at four and a half. Fully confident in that. Not going to play the second half and just ride out my four and a half, but I do think that the Suns uh, will cover the second half line and pull away, and I do think Giannis sits towards the fourth quarter. We'll see what the score is at that point and see if Budenholzer decides to make a decision because you're right. The goal is here is to steal one of these games, and you might just have to concede here in uh, game one just to 
get, get, get Giannis 100% for game two. 57 to 49 is our halftime score. So Phoenix does cover the first half number, depending on where you got it. They covered all of them. There was, you know, minus three and a half for a good stretch of the day. The news comes out. Giannis is in, goes to three at most spots, a couple rogue two and a halves, including here at Circa, minus 115. And the Suns end the half on a nice 5-0 run. So it's 52-49. Look at potential push situation, but they close out on that 5-0 run. They get you the cover. It does stay under the total, though, in the first half. So 108 was the first half total, and it lands 106, 57 to 49 at the half. Just taking a look at some of the props, and I know uh, you dove into uh, the props uh, during rush hour, filling in for Danny. Um, Chris Middleton sitting at 26 and a half points here tonight, and uh, actually 27 and a half, I beg your pardon. And right now, off to a, uh, a decent start at, ten, at 12 points. You know, you look at him on the rebounds uh, in this game, four rebounds so far, so not all the way there uh, for that. You know, one play that's really going to get hurt by the news of Giannis is Bobby Portis. Bobby yeah. Portis only played seven minutes in that first half, and his playing time is going to be significantly, hin- uh, you know, slashed with Giannis back out there uh, for for the Lakers, for the Lakers, for the Bucks. So uh, for for Bobby Portis, if you played anything on the over, you're sitting in trouble because he only has two points, played just seven minutes, and he's got one rebound for Phoenix. Devin Booker, uh, good start for him, 16 points. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at 28 and a half. Chris Paul, not off to the best start uh, offensively, was missing some of his patented. Elbow jumpers, but still finish up with 11 points. And then DeAndre Ayton, I know you played this one over 15 and a half. Very good start for you. 10 points and 8 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, He's just physically has an advantage over Brooke Lopez. He's quicker. He's more athletic. And I think a lot of people might have been distracted by what they saw from Ayton, I guess, earlier in the season. Um, Really, really wasn't the player that he is now. He's kind of come into his own here in this postseason. A little more confident, a little mm-hmm. more comfortable, more involved in the offense, and uh, I think they're they're finding ways to get him to get him the ball in the pick and roll, uh, especially when they when the defense switches and rotates uh, to get him the mismatch. I expect him to continue to shine here in the second half, eclipse that 15 and a half. He's already got eight rebounds. He was minus 240 to have a double-double, and I know it's that that's a lot of juice, but to me it should have been like minus 500 because I think it was free. For him tonight to have a double-double. Yeah, and he is two rebounds away from uh, from grabbing that double-double. We're seeing a little bit of movement come in and uh, listening to uh, Mr. Seidenberg here because uh, some movement towards the Suns. Remember, this opened up pretty much market-wide. Milwaukee minus one in the second half. Now it's Milwaukee minus a half. Uh, so a little bit of movement towards Phoenix. And a total that most spots, it was 111.5, has moved towards the over, which makes me happy mm. sitting there with that over ticket uh, of the original 217 as it has moved to 112. That is where we stand right now. Pretty much consensus uh, across the board as Milwaukee. Now, it, just to, to combine it for full game, you're looking at Milwaukee plus 6.5, down 7, uh, down 8, excuse me, at the half. Uh, actually, I, I beg your pardon, plus seven and a half and uh, down eight at the half here. And then a full game total uh, of 218 right now with that second half at 112. So uh, w- what kind of second half do you anticipate? You know, was, I-, I thought the first half was playing into that that overpace. Yep. You started to see a lot. But remember, Giannis took a break about six minutes into the game, and then you started to see the pace pick up, and then he comes back in. I mean, this is... To me, Scott, this series 
could be very much an under series if Giannis is going to play full strength because of just the the defensive prowess he brings. And you look at you know look at the Brooklyn series for the most part every game was an under uh, even though we were expecting. You know, we had an astronomical total uh, in in game one and two, and it just kept going down and down and down. Finally, you got an over in game seven. Um, but I do think this has the potential of being an under series. But I'm very curious to see how much Giannis plays in the second half. Played 16 minutes in the first half because when he's off the floor, that pace picks up, and uh, that could lead to this over. I'm just curious to see how the three-point shooting is going to be in the second half. Both teams only hitting five three-pointers in the first half. The Bucs were 5 of 14, and the Suns were 5 of 15. Now, throughout this postseason, the Bucs have been putrid, 31% from three-point range, and they were historically, or traditionally, a good three-point shooting team, but they are, when I say bad, Tim, it's historically bad. Uh, uh, Nick Whalen, who uh, from uh, Rotowire, joined me on the yeah. Rush Hour earlier today, and he brought up this point that the <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, as bad as they're shooting right now from three point range, they are the worst three point shooting postseason wise, the worst three point shooting NBA Finals team since the 2004 Pistons, and we all know that that Pistons team was not really a three point shooting mm-hmm. team, right? They are 31% from deep in this postseason. Now tonight, 35.7. They're 5 of 14, but they start missing a couple of more of these threes like they've been throughout this postseason. Uh, not only will the Suns run away with this game, but the total could stay under. Yeah, once again, eight-point lead for the Suns. Closed out the half on a 5-0 run to get you that first half cover. Get both of us that first half cover. Total does stay under in the first half at 106. The total at 108 was that uh, pre-flop total. Uh, If you laid the two, I think uh, Mitch Moss laid the two with the Suns. I I looked at it. Ultimately, I went second half because of depth. I thought the depth of the Suns would take advantage in that second quarter, and we saw that a little bit, you know, in in the Nets series, in the Hawks series too. So I thought the depth of the Nets would take over in the second half. Now, one thing to keep an eye on, uh, you know, moving forward, Dario Saric left the game with an ankle injury. He's not going to return, nope. and that means Frank Kaminsky is going to be out there. And if you're the Bucks, you find Frank Kaminsky and you go at him mm-hmm. every single possession. You bully him down low. You get him in switches, whether it be with Giannis or Brook Lopez, whoever it may be. You bully Fra- uh, Frank Kaminsky. So that's something to keep an eye on. Not that Dario Saric is is someone that is, is spectacular, but he's someone you much more rely on and want to be a part of than Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and it's not just tonight, though. This injury is something that we're going to have to monitor yep. moving forward because it looked bad to the point where he could be out an extended period of time. Second half line, you got the Bucks laying a half point total, 112 and a half here at Circa. Second half moments away, 57 to 49. Suns up on the Bucks in game one of the NBA Finals. Come on back. It's right. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The second half underway in Phoenix and a good start for the Phoenix Suns as Chris Paul just hit a three. Brooke Lopez... Uh, Didn't give him time or space to land. And uh, Chris Paul, now they're going to go to review on this one. But he buried the three. Uh, Scott Seidenberg, Tim Murray back with you. Ten-point lead now for the Phoenix Suns. And this was uh, mentioned uh, by Mike Breen on the broadcast just uh, moments ago. (sighs) Scott, when the Suns get up by at least 10 in this postseason, Uh 11-0. Yeah. We've seen teams throughout this postseason – Blow double-digit leads left and right, like they're you know giving mm-hmm. away candy on Halloween. But that is uh, that's something to note here, as now the Phoenix Suns uh, have themselves a double-digit lead. It is 62 to 52. Chris Paul with all five points. He hit that elbow jumper mm-hmm. uh, to start the second half. And uh, you know this is always the worry, as as they're showing the highlights on the broadcast of you know a couple years ago with the Zaza Pachulia uh, situation where he didn't allow. Kawhi Leonard to land. Some people called it dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily back then, and I don't even know if this was particularly dirty, in my opinion. But they just called the but flagrant one. But they have one. called a flagrant one on Brooke Lopez. So this is a four-point play, and the Suns keep possession yep. as it is 63-52. to 52. It's, a, it's a dangerous play. Very and, much And so. immediately when I watched the replay, you heard me say, oof, because I was thinking about that Kawhi play. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not an intentional thing. 
they call it, you know, the halo. You got to give them room to land. And sometimes they could review it and say, ah, it's not really a foul because it, it, he, he, it's not like he forced his way in there. But the fact that Chris Paul came down and landed on Brooke Lopez's foot and rolled his ankle, he's lucky. That could have been a lot worse. It could have been like the Kawhi injury. Thankfully, Chris Paul was okay. But that is why they made that rule. That's why it was called the flagrant one. It is a dangerous play when you are in the landing zone of a shooter. And a lot of people, uh, yourself included, uh, we talked about it quite a bit yesterday. Uh, I know you were adamant about it. You know, people uh, that I respect all over, you know, social media have talked about if you're going to play the Suns, don't lay minus 180 or minus two dollars, whatever it was for the series price. Now this was that was a price uh, assuming that Giannis was out. Play Chris Paul to win MVP. Chris Paul so far for the MVP case. Once again, we're just. Uh, you know, one half in, <laughs> but 17 points for Chris Paul, four assists. Uh, like I said, he, he rarely, this is surprising to, uh, to be honest, Scott, he's got two turnovers. Mm, I mean, that, that's mm. like the worst game of his career because <laughs> the guy does not turn the ball over. Uh, but right now you're starting to see some sloppiness from the Bucks. Uh, just turn the ball over. And uh, for the Phoenix Suns, they have extended their lead uh, after the steal to a 65-52 to lead. So, you know, right now, uh, this has been a great start to the second half. Coach Budenholzer is going to call a timeout. But a 13-point advantage now for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and this is what I expect to see. And I expect the Suns to pull away. And now... You know, it's still early on in the second half, so I don't think we're going to ask the Giannis playing time question yet. Right. But this is the this is the formula. This is the situation. If the Suns now extend this lead and we get upwards of 15 to 17 point lead at some point towards the fourth quarter, Giannis could sit the rest of this game and then they'll just watch the Suns pull away and cover this line easily and take a 1-0 series lead. And the dreaded Game 1 horrors will come back to bite the Milwaukee Bucks. They would be 0-6 over the past two seasons straight up and against the number. Uh, well, they won the Miami game. They didn't cover that one. They didn't cover that one, Yeah, yes. but they, that, yeah, to your point, you mentioned mm-hmm. it, that they, you know, the stat ye- uh, yesterday that you talked about how Milwaukee has struggled just mightily against the number and straight up to your point, lost to Atlanta, lost to Brooklyn, needed overtime to beat Miami mm-hmm. uh, in game one. Uh, but an update of the in-game line here, it was six and a half heading into the second half. Uh, seven and a half, excuse me. And now it is, has changed to nine and a half. So the Suns are now laying nine and a half here at Circa in the second half with a total, uh, sorry, for the full game, with a total of 218 and a half. So a great start to the second half for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they so far have outscored the Bucks eight to three, and they lead by a Baker's dozen, 65 52 with 938 to go yeah. in the second half. I, I would expect them to cover this line. This is a double digit win. For the Phoenix Suns, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. The total, though, is what you're going to be sweating out oh, here yeah. because uh, the Bucks at this point, they're going to start shooting more threes, and if they continue their woes like we've seen, um, this could be a Suns runaway win, and the under might come into play. We could have a 118, no, because then the over would hit. I was going to say maybe like 118, 104, but we might get like a 118, 97 game. 218 and a half is where we stand right now. In this Phoenix Suns Milwaukee Bucks game one of the NBA Finals, a 13 point lead with 9.30 to go in the third quarter. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Come on back right here. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of McGregor Poirier main events, plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for your free VEASAN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune up Saturday, sorry, tune in, that is, on Saturday, noon Eastern, for First Strike, our live preview show hosted by Dave Farah and Matt Brown with live updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need for betting UFC 264. Sign up now for your free UFC 264 betting guide. Head to vcin.com backslash free. It is the nightcap here on Beeson as we keep our eyes on game one of the NBA Finals. 72 to 57, so Phoenix trying to pull away here a little bit. And you're starting to see that 
frenetic pace, which uh, I am not opposed to as <laughs> someone who has the over uh, 217. We'll see if the, the Bucks can keep up this pace. They are struggling right now from the field. Uh, they are 7 of uh, 19 from 3, so we'll see if uh, if the Bucks can continue to uh, to keep shot-making here and uh, make over-betters happy as uh, Brooke Lopez, and there we go. 70, uh, 72 to 60 is where we stand right now, but uh, we do have potential game-clinching game tomorrow night, Scott, uh, down in Tampa. We know the mayor wants it. She wants it to be one at home. She got her wish last night. Uh, both you and I grabbed uh, Montreal uh, in-game plus 125 after the second period. I don't think we both felt great late in regulation, but we got there as uh, Montreal was able to get the victory 3-2. to two. So looking ahead to tomorrow, um, you know, a quick play that I made, just uh, one of those don't think, don't blink, just, just go ahead and fire, was I took Tampa Bay on the puck line at plus 135. Uh, you can still get plus 130 if you like Tampa Bay uh, at home tomorrow to uh, to take care of business, Scott. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you the way you look at this game, and we're going to get more analysis coming up uh, in just a little bit when uh, Nick Gizmondi joins us uh, to, to break things down, but how do you look at game five tomorrow back in Tampa? Uh, I think it's going to be a lightning blowout to be honest with you. Um, this is how I thought this series was going to play out after the Lightning took a 3-0 lead, which is why I like the Canadiens pre, uh, pre-game at plus 133, and then in-game we got it at the plus 125 after the second period. But I think the Lightning were playing uh, with like a relaxed attitude in, in that game. Sure, they were trying to win, but they knew that they had this 3-0 cushion and they were returning home. Uh, they're going to be motivated by their fans in Amelie Arena. They want to hoist the Stanley Cup in front of their fans, something that they were unable to do last year mm-hmm. when they won in the bubble. Uh, they are a very talented team. There's a reason why they were favored to win the Cup. There's a reason why they're here and they're going to win the Cup. A back-to-back Stanley Cup champions is extremely impressive. They have the better roster than the Canadiens. Montreal was not supposed to be here, but they had a great postseason run and a great run by Carey Price. But Andre Vasilevsky has been incredible this postseason. They've gotten incredible scoring efforts from Braden Point and other key contributors as well. This is a Lightning team that smells blood. They will win here in Game 5. They will not only win, Tim, they will cover the puck line of 1.5 because this game is not going into overtime. So the Lightning will win in regulation. And when they have a lead at the end of regulation, Montreal will pull the goaltender, and they will have the empty net for probably three or four minutes or so. And Tampa Bay will probably put in maybe one or two Empty net goals. I can see a three-goal Tampa Bay win. I like Tampa. I like the over, over five. And I think this is the night where the Lightning will hoist Lord Stanley's Cup for the second straight season. Yeah, and I I think, you know, you make a good point, and that's why I looked at playing the puck line here tomorrow night, which is, you know, if this is a one-goal lead for Tampa Bay late in the game, you're going to see Montreal desperation, right? Trying to... to keep the season alive, try to get that extra attacker out there and uh, see if they can uh, put one past Vasilevsky, who is just, as you pointed out, has been uh, so tremendous. I mean, it's so rare to see someone like Carey Price get outplayed, uh, but Vasilevsky has been so great. So, you know, take a look at the Con Smythe uh, odds there from our friends at Bet Rivers is, by the way, 78 to 62. You're starting to see Phoenix uh, separate itself. Like, Scott, you, uh, you indicated. Now I just... Need this uh, this 
pace to keep up. Let's not. That's what you know. You always get worried when it comes to the prop market, sure, sure. or or totals in blowout situations because uh, the the urgency's not totally there. Uh, but Phoenix right now leading seventy eight to sixty two with four and change to go here in this third quarter. But you know, looking at uh, the Con Smythe odds, you've got Vasilevsky at minus one twenty five, Nikita Kucherov at minus one oh six. Um, you know. Money line for this game in most spots is around minus 220 or mm. so. So do you think it is a, a slam dunk that Vasilevsky wins? Kucherov has been very, very vital to the success of Tampa Bay. So, you know, you never know. Uh, I think it obviously, as the odds indicate, is going to be between one of those two. So can you look at either one of those as being a potential play at this point in the playoffs? Uh, you know, Vasilevsky's interesting. I thought Braden Point was going to win this award earlier in the postseason. And it's funny because the Smythe is supposed to be the most valuable player in the postseason. Right. But oftentimes, it's given to the most valuable player of the Stanley Cup final, the player that helps the team win the Stanley Cup final. Now, Vasilevsky has only given up, what, you know, five goals, four goals uh, in this, uh, in, in, or five, six goals, whatever. He's been great. They won the games one and two, five, one, and three to one. Uh, but Braden Point is on a scoring tear and I thought that he was going to be the favorite through the first couple of rounds. Uh, he's worth a sprinkle. Maybe he has a dominant performance here in Game 5. But right now, it's Vasilevsky's trophy to lose. And just following up with the Lightning, they haven't lost two games in a row this entire postseason. And in fact, every time they lost a game with a potential to close it out, as I mentioned, they had two losses going into uh, yesterday's game with a chance to close the the game the series out. So now three losses with a chance to close the series out. They have followed those closeout game losses with a four nothing victory over Florida, a one nothing shutout victory over the Islanders, and we'll see what they do tomorrow night against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, we'll get more on uh, on game number five here in just a, a matter of moments. Nick is got Mondi's going to join us, but just to get you updated. Four forty two to go. In the third quarter of Game 1 of the NBA Finals, a pre-flop favorite of 4.5 here at Circa. The Phoenix Suns lead by 16 right now. 78-62 to 62, uh, is the score in this one as the Suns have just dominated this third quarter, Scott. They are outscoring Milwaukee 21-13. to 13. You're in-game line here at Circa. And as you see at DraftKings, it's 12.5. It's 12 here at uh, at circa 217 and a half so it's going to be a going to be a feel the forehead type of a second half for me just <laughs> to get to the 217 but we will uh we will see hopefully some threes start falling here for both teams and we pick up the pace a little bit but back to the ice we go on the other side will it be a closeout tomorrow for Tampa Bay and will it be a big victory for the Lightning Nick Gizmondi will join us right here on the Nightcap Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. Right now, the Phoenix Suns are putting it on the Milwaukee Bucks. 86-68 to with 2.17 to go. Chris Paul is starting to take over, and uh, I, I think... So many people on this network have talked about the Chris <laughs> Paul MVP odds, and he's got himself 27 
points in this game. Six assists, and he's taken over here in this third quarter. 86-68 to 68 right now, Scott. And uh, it, is, uh, it is all but over in game one of the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul, the odds actually moved down. He was plus 175 yesterday when we were talking about it, plus 160 today. Mm-hmm. So the odds moved uh, Chris Paul, the, the heavy favorite, to win the Most Valuable Player Award. And it wasn't just based, you know, we talked about the performance, obviously, right, and, and what he's capable of doing, especially what he did in the closeout game last series. But it was also the fact that this is a voted-on award. The writers vote on who's going to win the MVP. Uh, the, the, so it wasn't just who's going to have the best numbers, because we agreed that Booker might have the most points. But if Chris Paul did something that was impactful here, the term valuable would come into play. Most valuable player, and that would be Chris Paul. 16 points in the third quarter. All right, let's get back to the ice and bring in... Nick Gizmondi, uh, you can find him on Twitter. It's his name, at Nick, G-I-S-M-O-N-D-I. Uh, Nick, uh, the, the joke going around uh, social media, we certainly had our fun with it, uh, was the mayor of Tampa saying, you know, it'd be nice if, if you guys could win it at home. You know, be careful what you wish for, mayor, because now things are coming back to Tampa. But, but how do you see this playing out uh, right now? You look at Tampa, most spots in the market, you know, minus 220 or so favorites. So uh, everyone is expecting this to be a gentleman's sweep. How do you see it playing out tomorrow night? Yeah, guys, I got I to gotta agree with it. I think, I think the line is right. I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, the, the mayor's comments were surprising but not unexpected, and I, I don't think it obviously had much effect on the guys. I mean, you, you want to try to win. Obviously, the game went into overtime uh, last night and, and, you know, spirited fight, but Tampa Bay is just too much to deal with. And, 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 and as, much as, I, as much as I was sort of rooting for Montreal uh, throughout this, this series and, and throughout the playoffs as, as the underdog story and the – you know, the Cinderella and the slide into the playoffs as the last team, very reminiscent of the 2012 L.A. Kings. I just, I just don't see them being able to overcome the, the energy that's going to be in that arena tomorrow in Tampa Bay. I mean, you're, you're talking about a near sellout. Um, and then also the fact that, that, you know, Tampa has a chance to close it out at home, uh, you know, win the cup in front of their fans and, and sort, of do it the, uh, sort of do it the right way. Yeah, how important is that, Nick, you know, to the, the players on the Lightning, considering last year's win was in the bubble and they weren't able to celebrate with their fan base. And now this year they have an opportunity, as you mentioned, the right way to do it uh, on their home ice, in front of their home fans, and have that city really embrace this team and celebrate together. Well, it's a big factor, right? I mean, I mean think about, uh, you know, I've been a part of a couple Stanley Cup celebrations with, two of my very best friends in the world who are essentially family to me and being able to watch them you know, win a cup and then the celebration afterwards, it's, it's heavy. It's emotional. It's, it's powerful. And, and you, you know, I, I think for the Tampa Bay lightning, they, they were deprived of that last year. So I, I think when they, when they think about what's in front of them and the fact that they have the opportunity to do that tomorrow in a city that really is just enjoying a, enjoying the heck out of us of some some incredible runs in sports uh, i think that's a major major factor and they know that and, and you know in in 2012 i was part of the la kings uh you know one of my my close friends was part of the kings that won in in 12 and 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 just the fact that they you know they won it in five as well right they had the chance to sweep it in new jersey in game four and they came up a little short you could just tell that there was an emotional letdown 
And then as soon as they got back on home ice in that game five, it was like a totally different hockey team. And I think you're going to see the same thing tomorrow from Tampa Bay. They're going to have that support. They're going to sleep in their beds tonight. They're going to, they're going to have all of those little things that just, just give you just that little bit of an edge when it comes to winning a championship. And they're going to show up tomorrow, and they're going to get the job done. Talking once again to Nick Gismondi. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Nick Gismondi. And Nick, um, you know, we were just talking about a moment ago. Uh, it, it feels like it's, uh, it's a two, two-man race, uh, assuming this thing does conclude tomorrow night, which I think all three of us are pretty much yeah. in agreement that it, that it does come yeah. home, uh, does get wrapped up tomorrow night. Uh, it, it, is it Vasilevsky, or is it going to be Kucherov for your Conn Smythe winner? The odds are almost equal uh, in the market. Uh, both are, are, you know, essentially a pick uh to, to bring home the hardware. Yeah, I'm going with Vasilevsky. I mean, the totality of his performance throughout this playoffs has been stellar. Uh, two seasons now, he's just been absolutely brilliant. Um, I think he's brought this team through some tough moments. And, and you know, I've said it a million times. In public, I've said it on the air, uh, you win a cup based on the performance of your goaltender. Uh, think, about, think about the Colorado Avalanche. Great hockey team. Uh, your offense is good. Your defense is good. Your goaltender, Grubauer, he's good, but is he going to steal you a game when you need him to steal you a game? And the answer is, the answer is no. And, and then you take a look at, at Vasilevsky. That guy has won games for them almost single-handedly in this playoffs and last year, too. So when you take the totality of the effect of your goaltender and what his impact is on your, on your team, on the momentum, on the locker room, on the game, and, and, and Vasilevsky, he's just been brilliant. So uh, I think he's a shoo-in. If I was voting tomorrow night, he would get my vote for Con Smite. So I think Kucherov has been absolutely great. I thought Braden Point was good for quite a while there, but he kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, so my, my vote for sure would be to Vasilevsky, and I think tomorrow he comes home with the hardware too. Nick, I've been on record saying the play in this game is the the lightning on the puck line, laying the minus one and a half, and the reason being is I have absolutely full confidence that this game is not going into overtime. And so if the Lightning have a lead at the end of regulation, you know Montreal's going to empty that net with probably at minimum three minutes left in this game. And Tampa's going to have an opportunity for probably multiple empty net goals. And I can see this being a high-scoring affair where the Lightning wind up winning this game by possibly three goals thanks to the empty net, and it will go well over the number of five. I can see this being some sort of like a 5-1 or or 6-2 victory where it's not that big of a blowout in the third period, but because of the empty net, I think Tampa pulls away. Do you have that kind of feeling about this game tomorrow? Yeah, sure. I'd agree with that. I, I think it's going to depend on how the game starts. Uh, I know that's not necessarily great for, for those throwing money down on it, but if, if Tampa jumps out to a quick early lead, I, I, you know, the, the, the expectation is, is that, that Montreal might just pack it in a little bit. Um, how, however, I, I would agree with you as well. If, if you're down by a goal, if you're down by two goals, you're going to yank price at, at 330 maximum. Because it's a no-sum game at that point. You got it. You got to go for broke. It's the last game of the year. If you're down by two, your goalie's coming out at at three thirty, uh, depending on power plays, etc. But if you know, if if I'm Montreal and I'm trailing by two with with four minutes to go, I mean, I'm looking at the net. Mm-hmm. So, and then at that point, you're pot committed, right? So you're you're yanking him, and then you're 
you're keeping him out because at that point, who you know, what's it going to do? So, uh, you, you know, I would agree with you. I think I think the differential could be massive in this one just because it's a deciding game. I think Tampa's going to jump out to an early lead. I think they're going to hold it into the third period. I think it's going to come down to the last few minutes, and I think you're going to see Montreal probably having to yank Price with around 330, maybe even 345. I wouldn't go much more than that. Uh, just because you don't want to completely undermine your offense, but I, I, I'm planning if you're if you're down by a goal or two goals, prices out of the net by three forty five, three thirty tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, and that's I, that's why you know right away last night I played it. Uh, you get plus one thirty five. Mm, yeah. You, you can find a plus one thirty now uh, on the puck line. Uh, you know, Nick. Before we let you run, uh, how do you see the first period going? You know, it's it's. Do you you mentioned packing it in? You know the over under on uh, on goals in the first period tomorrow is one and a half, juiced heavily to the under at minus one fifty. So you can get some nice plus money uh, on the over if you think the Lightning or the Canadians come out and uh, and can make this uh, maybe a back and forth type of game. So so how do you anticipate the first quarter or excuse me first period playing out basketball on the mind first period playing out uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, I'd go two rip. Uh, I'd go two rip Tampa after yeah. twenty. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, that's what I think. I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to come out fast. They're going to come out hot. They're going to have that support. They're going to have that crowd. That crowd is going to be insane. They know their families there. You have to factor in the emotional side of things. You have to do it, especially with hockey players. So I think it's a two nothing game after twenty tomorrow, and, and and then you know to start the second period, you got to You got to that first five minutes to see how Montreal responds will be interesting. But I would imagine. That it's probably I, I would put money on three nothing after forty minutes. Nick, in about thirty seconds or so, this Tampa run or the Blackhawks run when they won alternate cups a couple of years back. <laughs> Dude, Chicago all the way. Chicago was, an, <laughs> Chicago was a juggernaut. I mean, they, they, I don't know how they didn't get the dynasty tag uh, throughout that run in there in the five years that they they racked up cups. But uh, they were they were very very good. I love Tampa Bay right now. They're they they are they are in the same boat, and they could listen. They could win it again next year too. But uh, I'm obviously going with Chicago boys in terms of uh, the comparison. <laughs> he is Nick Gismondi. You could follow him on Twitter at Nick Gismondi. G I S M O N D I. Great stuff, Nick. Appreciate it, and enjoy the game tomorrow night. Hey, thanks, boys. Hey, let's do this more often. Eh? Call me anytime. There we go. That uh, Nick Gizmondi on Twitter. Yeah, great stuff right there uh, from Nick on the game. And uh, we're keeping our eyes on another game. Game one of the NBA Finals. Can Milwaukee make it interesting? It's now down to a Baker's dozen. Uh, so is ninety-two to eighty-nine. I just, I just need need more points. Come on, <laughs> come on, a couple more points. Couple more buckets. Great third quarter for for those who play the over. Great third quarter. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know. And former NFL quarterback Sean King will join us on the other side. It's the nightcap here on Beast. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.